babies. <laughs> he <doesn't> I can suck. <laughs> yeah, we know can... Bobby. Yeah, we know Bobby. Uh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of sucking, uh, what do you say? We start the show, the Simbine Sports Show. Uh, we talk the latest and greatest in Boston sports with some uh, jokes in between, mostly at Ray's behest. But today, I guess we're going hard in on Bobby, which I'm okay with. I like that's, not the first guy, that's not the first guy that's gone hard in on Bobby either. There it is. Oh, <laughs> See if we can wow. hit that quarter right off the wow. opening take. Uh, speaking of open takes, uh, Bobby, why don't you kick it off? With your opening take uh, it's with my pleasure, my utmost pleasure to announce that this past Sunday, season five of Food Network's Tournament of Champions has begun. Oh it God. is the next March Madness, baby. I Fuck forgot he's a big fan. Fuck baseball. Fuck everything else. Way better. I guarantee way more people tuned in to watch these culinary warriors battle it out in the kitchen. It is fantastic entertainment. I am glued to it. Let's fucking go. I forgot. Uh, I forgot how much of a food fucking network guy that Bobby is. Is that a, is that a top it, five? Baby. We did favorite TV shows and Bobby. Yeah, he did food network. Bobby Flay, fucking guys, mm-hmm. diners and dives and drives. Oh, they're great. They're great, 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 great. That's so oh, Bobby listens to. It's yeah. so <laughs> off character. It's great, but it's co- totally off character. He eats nuts and berries, and yet his favorite thing is None to of watch these things is the are food true. network. None of these things are true. They're all slanderous lies, and you'll be made to answer for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of nuts and berries, Ray, why don't you go with your opening take? Uh, thank you there, Richard. I'm going to steal one from Bobby. I'm going to talk some baseball because uh, spring training has begun. And is there a mutiny going on in Fenway? Because the Red Sox, not only the fans are disappointed, but former players are coming out speaking about how bad this product is going to be. Uh, the manager mysteriously was sick the first day. And now their star player is also talking about how like the uh, how ownership hasn't gone out and done anything on the offseason. There could be a mutiny going on. This could be probably the worst team in MLB history, possibly. It's definitely not the worst team in MLB history, but um, the could mutiny. Be. It could be if they don't want to go out there and try. I mean, this could be this could backfire on John it Henry. And not be. Their talent is still too good. They are a laughing stock. We'll get into this, Raymond. It won't be the worst team in MLB history. You fucking dope. It was um, a question. It was a question mark, Richard. Question mark. It wasn't. I was not teasing. It's a tease. It's a tease. It's a tease. Like your mother does right. to me on Wednesday night. I understand. Okay. All right, Ray. Settle down here. He's not in the mood tonight, Raymond. He's not. Oh, in no. He's very. Were well, you drinking uh, not clear liquid tonight? Are you drinking some <laughs> no. uh, hard stuff tonight? No. Uh, shut the fuck up. Uh, I'll, let me go to my opening <laughs> take. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, similar to this show, what we have going on right now, the Patriots apparently after their first press conference with their 17 new fucking coaches are all about the vibes. They're not about the X's and O's specifically. We're asked not to talk about the X's and O's. It's all about the vibes down there in Foxborough. Gerard Mayo has them, uh, sipping on the Kush and, uh, and, and just vibing out, having them, having themselves a day down there. I don't like it. We've said it from the beginning. We didn't like this guy. Uh, it was going to be hard shoes to fill. Um, but their overzealousness to uh, distance themselves from the way Belichick handled the media is gross. It, he, he was hired whenever he was hired months ago. He has yet to say one thing football related, not one other than they're drafting a quarterback with the third overall pick. That's it. Um, hated the press conferences from their first uh, from the from the coaches we got this week. Uh, so we'll talk a little Patriots. Uh, Raymond, 
Uh, we'll also do some NBA talk. It was uh, All-Star Weekend in the NBA and a lot of negative feedback from that league coming out of it. Could be in trouble. The NBA is in trouble. Has been for a while. Was it last week or the week before we had a strong NBA bitch fest? I think it was the week before. It was, before, it was the it was week before week. All-Star Weekend. You don't have a lot of good yeah. things to say about it. No, no, no. Well, if you missed that show, people, we're basically going to do the same thing tonight, uh, All-Star Edition. Uh, bitch about the NBA because it is in rough shape. Uh, the dynasty dropped. Uh, Bobby, have you? I know Ray has uh, dipped into the I dynasty. Had a chance yet, no. Okay. Well, uh, did you not hear about the Food Network's fucking March Madness tournament? Of course, Bobby doesn't have time. No, because to watch I watched that. Okay, that's fucking yeah, why been, it takes up my been, time. Yeah. Thanks All for right. uh, thanks for uh, preparing for the show, Vine. Uh, well, we'll clue you in. Spoilers <laughs> coming. Vine, you fuck face. Uh, first two episodes, we're going to describe them in detail, uh, right into your eyeballs. Uh, that and Patriots notes. We have uh, some off-season um, uh, roster news, and I, of course, I want to get back into that. Those pressers from Gerard Mayo and his cronies down there. We'll get back to your Red Sox mutiny, Raymond. Simplest minds of the week, uh, and somewhere in here, we're going to do a simple minds save sports segment, which always goes pretty good. Uh, got a good idea for this one. I think I think this really could work. So uh, stay tuned for that. This is the Simple Minds Sports Show Friday Rewind Thursday night, February twenty second. Or 23rd, dealer's choice. As it says here in Ray's uh, email that he put together, and I'm not I'm not bashing you on this, Ray, because I, Ron Burgundy, you know, if it's not in the email, I don't talk about it. Sometimes if it's in there, I still don't talk about it. Sometimes. And right here, big, bold letters, the largest font of the email, bolded and underlined, play opening video. Flawless execution. Thank you. That was perfect. You're welcome. It was really good. Thank hmm. God you put it in the email. Never would have happened without it. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, Bobby's got a new room tonight, so it looks spectacular. Mm -hmm. New mug? Is that a new mug behind you? Always always new mug, new room, new mug. I thought it was a broken butt plug. Just the top had nope. fallen off. Nope. 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 That would be one big butt. That would be one big butt. Yeah, what kind of mug is that? It's a dumbass mug, mug. It's just a mug. It's the top what is about the fucking mug. <laughs> the top is smaller than the, the circumference of the mug. It's, like... it's it's a football mug. It looks like a football. Ah, I see. I see. You really oh, are it's Johnny. Michigan. It's Michigan football. Is it, it is, Michigan? Yeah, That's yeah, a Michigan mug. Yeah. Did you get it after they won the championship? Don't I don't know. I've had that mug for years. I don't even know why it's there. This whole room's a fucking mess because it's going to get torn down. Well, yeah, we're going to go to the new room next week, so that's fine. Yeah, there, there will be. Yeah, there, I'm, there <laughs> not, yeah, there will be. I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, whether it be on uh, YouTube, your preferred podcast platforms, tell your friends, uh, rate, subscribe, review, and as always, tell your mothers. Boys, I think the NBA uh, may actually be in trouble. Now, it's, uh, when I say trouble, it's not... Uh, you know, folding. It's a very profitable league. Uh, it's very popular. However, the this is the most negative press cumulatively with mostly everybody coming from the same point of view that I've heard about this league in a really long time. This is off the uh, cups of the NBA All-Star Weekend. Are you typing or something, Rick? Nope. What is that goddamn tick-tick-tock tick? No, it's me typing. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you believed him when he said that too. It was blatantly obvious. 
Well, I like can see my dumb face like spaced out, like not I knowing what the fuck you're doing right now. I was very much parenting you, giving you the chance to confess. But when I see you fucking and I was being a child saying, No, dad, it wasn't me. Solo <laughs> finger in the keyboard, like you're, you're gonna have to your that's routines because oh, you fucking sure. believed the kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got better kids than Ray as a human, I guess. The uh NBA, the the oh. overwhelming oh. response from that NBA All-Star weekend was Boo, boo, boo. Fuck these players. These assholes. A despicable, embarrassing, disrespectful are all words that I heard describe the NBA All-Star game, which ended in a 211 to 186 score. Uh, who I don't even give a shit. Who won the MVP? Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard stole the MVP from Jalen Brown, who was trying his goddamn hardest to win that MVP award as a back-to-back for Tatum and Brown. And don't tell me these guys don't care about this shit. That's 100% what Jalen Brown was going for. He wanted to be the king of All-Star Weekend, starting with that fucking lame-ass dunk contest. Told you that shit was coming. I'm snip-snapping on this a little bit with Jalen Brown because I think he did it for the right reasons. I think the the dunk contest has lacked stars in it for a very, very long time. Ever since basically LeBron came in the league and refused to do it, everybody followed suit. Um, this whole NBA problem is LeBron's fault, if you ask me, and his pussy-ass behavior and his business-first behavior and his player uh, uh, empowerment movement. So Jalen Brown was asked to do it, and he said, fuck it, I'll do it. And he was the first actual player to play in the all-star game and compete in the dunk contest since 2016 or something so i told you last week he's not a good dunker it was not going to be good but he did it anyway for the bet for supposedly the betterment of the league and then the mistake that the nba did is they rigged that shit and they sent him to the finals even after his shit ass performance because that other the other kid ah uh, the um who's uh you're muted. The the twin. The twin. The twin. What twin? Not the McClung kid that won. The God damn it. The tall guy. Played for the Knicks. His brother played for the Knicks. The only other the only th- four guys competed. Oh, look it up. That guy should have won. He had the best the dunk dunks. Contest. I didn't watch dunk contest. I don't like I happened to. I don't even know how I don't even know how it happened. Um anyway. Here, I'll read you some quotes from after the All-Star break. So this is from Stephen A. Smith on first take. Quote, what transpired last night was an absolute travesty. No defense, no effort whatsoever. This is an ultimate indictment against the NBA stars who show up on All-Star weekend. You play harder in the summer league than you when you're training. That's all anybody's asking is you give the fans at least that. These guys go play the Drew League. They go play and pick up basketball, you know, and Rucker Park, all these places. Park one, they always they always go up there and try to exactly. That's the main point is you can catch them in the summer playing pickup basketball real hard. Why can't they play in this game? Because they want um, the money. Kendrick Perkins. I have a thought on that. Kendrick Toppin, Perkins. By the way, Jacob Toppin. Thank you. That guy. I mean, he was doing three sixty through the legs dunks. I mean, they weren't the greatest things we've ever seen, but they were better than everybody else. And they let uh, Jalen Brown go into the finals with that fake ass bullshit d brown thing which again we call that was terrible that was fucking terrible he dunked the ball <laughs> and then did the fucking oh i did the no worst dunk i've ever seen like yes right but did you not see some better is... dunks at the clb dunk contest Ooh. oh well yes that wow, goes <laughs> that goes unspoken and for and anybody we who doesn't trying. know 
we were trying and we didn't get paid. You know? No. We were the we only ones in, watching it too. We got paid in glory. Yep. Yeah, COB did. League was a league we created uh in a church parking lot and we played on not an eight foot hoop, but I'm I'm gonna go with six, six and a half foot hoop. And with, the, uh, with a what was the ball and a three inch ball? <laughs> yeah, it was a very small, it was basically like a, a prop ball that you hang you put on the <laughs> and we had to make our own uniforms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you had to make yeah, very good. Um that was probably the best time of my life. It just went downhill from there. <laughs> uh, it, it was embarrassing. It was disrespectful to the game, says Kendrick Perkins. To be an NBA All-Star, it's an honor. Do you know what I would have felt like if I got to an All-Star game? Perkins said. Um, Perkins points out, players won't say it publicly, but in order... This is where I disagree with. Players won't say it per, uh, publicly, but in order to move the needle, in order to get an All-Star game where they actually competing, you know what's going to have to happen. Sorry, reading Kendrick Perkins' actual transcript. I was say, thank God you're not making fun of me for fucking writing that. That was a well, copy that, and paste, baby. Think about how Kendrick Perkins talks. By the way, this is probably cleaned up. There's no way. like. Oh, yeah, that's definitely cleaned up. Someone fucking read over that and was like, uh-uh, I can't do this. In order to get an all-star game where they're actually competing, you ha- you know what's going to have to happen. The NBA is going to have to increase the incentives, Perkins says. Perkins said it's probably going to have to be a monetary incentive for the players, similar to the $500,000 prize that was given for the winners of the NBA inaugural in-season tournament. Nope, nope, not true. No amount of money is going to get these guys to compete. The only thing that's going to make it happen is the fucking – we start just putting the onus on the players. You, you don't try – because you're bajillionaires and you don't give a shit. If you give a shit, you'll try. That's it. That's the only thing that'll fix it. And what's cool about this whole this whole thing is now the internet is just throwing in our face like the greatest all-star games from 2003, the Stefan Marbury versus Kobe one. And like 2003, it doesn't seem that long ago. And they were playing. Like we thought those all-star games were bogus because they Which weren't Which one trying. was the one with uh, Michael Jordan and Alan Iverson go? Was that 2000? When Alan Iverson yeah, tried to cross those, him over, it was just like yeah, one of those rite of passages when you're going against the greatest of all time. You know, hmm. let, let me see what I can do. Let me see how I can match up with the greatest of all time. I'm fucking trying to make a name for myself in this league. Let me see what I can do against the best. And I remember now these players don't Kobe care. What's that? I remember some good ones with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Well, you I got you had guys had like memories with him. Those, I mean, those guys were breaking in eighty million dollar contracts. It's not the money. You had Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kevin Brian, Garnett maybe. going to get going in there. Uh, Stefan Marbury would never back. Allen Iverson never backed down. Like you just had guys that wanted to go in there and weren't buddies and didn't give a fuck and wanted to win and compete. That's uh, that's it. I don't think that the, the buddy thing doesn't even matter. I think that it doesn't. It's just they wanted to show that they could compete with the best of the best. Like they belong in this league and this. Like I can go up against any player in the league. Well. It's like when we were, you're mentioning like the O3 thing. I'm thinking, all right, so that's what in high school. I remember I, I cared about that, those things then. You know, like I, you would watch that. It was something that you cared about. Like, is the All Star game something kids now care about? Or like, is there just too many other things going on that, that just, there's so many other things for people to consume that the All Star game just doesn't rate anymore? You know, when we were kids, the All Star game was a fucking event. Like, we didn't have, I don't know. The best I, of the I best. think. I think it's still very big. It's still very big in NBA circles. And God knows, I don't know what the kids are into these days. But three point shooting. M- three po- that's why Steph Curry was out there with that girl. I don't even know her name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. But I think that's why they're highlighting that with the LED court and shit like that. Ass too. That was so actually cool. No, she, I liked it. No, that was a great part of the. 
I thought the three-point contest needs to stay. I think that one-on-one to get the girls to watch it, you know, the competition against Steph Curry and how he was saying, you know, she even shot from three-point NBA three-point line. She didn't move in. I, I thought that was fucking amazing. I thought I, that was one of the best things to watch all weekend. Yeah, it's Sabrina Lunkos. I can't pronounce the last name either. L-O-N-E-S-C-U. It's not even close to how it's Vine. It's, it's Vine. Yeah, uh, that was that was cool. I'm glad Steph didn't let up and uh, and won. And it is like that. That is cool because you watch the three point contest and you're like, wow, these guys are putting on a show. You know, 26 points, 28 points. Damian Lillard comes through in the clutch, hits his last shot to win it. It's like, okay, that's cool. That was exciting. And then Steph comes out there like, watch this. <laughs> just drops fucking 29, like kind of in an exhibition. Still mm-hmm. to show he's the best in the game. It was kind of cool to watch. And then yeah, that you know, that girl coming out was that was all fun. That was all good. And then the dunk contest was a disappointment, like it has been for a decade. And the All-Star game was uh, a fucking joke. And did you understand all- the Michael J- did you understand the Michael Jackson glove at any point when Jalen Brown put that on? No. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. It, when they when he came out, he goes, I guess no one knew what I was going for. Michael Jackson was born in Indian Indiana, so it was like a tribute to him. I'm like, you might want to said that before putting that fucking thing on and then going out for a dunk because no one knew what the fuck you were doing out there. It was cringe. It was, it was cringeworthy. Oh, the very the whole the whole Jalen Brown experience was cringeworthy. He was trying to be a showman. That's not his game. But again, I snip snap on on the idea of him not doing it. I think he was trying to. Uh, do something for the league and and move it forward and and so whatever kudos don't come back don't do it again oh he but he said he would come back he said he would if, come back if they if invited he, if him he's, back if he's asked he's not gonna yeah be he's asked, asked. He's like, no 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 yeah no, no, no. no, we're all set <laughs> um all the one last point is all star game you had uh, like Indiana legends Larry Bird and Julius Irving and a bunch of NBA legends were there and uh, it was reported I just read this today that. All there was like three NBA Hall of Famers, including Larry Bird, that went into each locker room before the game and basically begged them to compete. Like, don't make a mockery of this game. Go out there and you know show the world what NBA All Star talent is all about. And they, Luca shoots you, Larry. Yeah. Hey, Larry, fuck you. Go sit down. Out of here, Grampy. <laughs> it's just really gross, really despicable. But that's that's to say, you know. If it was just the All-Star game, then sure, it doesn't really matter. And the All-Star game is probably heading down the track of the Pro Bowl where you're just not going to play it or you got to play some, like play 21. There's no need, though. You can play competitive basketball without getting hurt. You can understand understand why they won't play football. Yo, I I totally agree with you. I understand, but if you follow the trajectory of what this is looking like, I'd rather watch them play a two-on-two or something Mm -hmm. than that fucking garbage. That's not worth watching. Would you watch yeah. a one-on-one contest? No, I hate one-on-one. I think it's the stupidest. All right, uh, I take that back. I, I retract yeah. that statement. Three and three is the closest you're going to get. Like the big three tournament, that's why it's popular. Three and three is a good game. You still got yeah, pick and roll. And You've got switching defense. Yeah. Um, what did you say? You have what? I said three on three basketball is fun. No, but what did Rich say? The D word, would you say? They have what? D? Defense? Hmm. That'd be interesting to see what happens in the all-star game, even in the NBA with defense. See how that works out. Yeah. Which brings me to my point. This is not just an NBA all-star weekend problem. It stems from the lack of uh, competitive competitiveness across the league. And the fact that they are all 
uh, CBA brothers working towards one goal to empower the player and uh, take money out of the owner's pockets because the owners are uh, rich white guys that don't deserve what they have and they're the product and Kyrie Irving wants to start his own league and blah, 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 blah. LeBron James is a billionaire and it's ruining the sport. All that shit may be true. I mean, on its on its surface, all of it may be true. They are the stars. They are the product. I get all that. But at the end of the day, it's still a, a, a product that needs to be digested by the viewer. And if you dilute that through lack of competition, which is what the whole thing's based off of, then the product sucks and it, and it suffers and you lose people, I think. And you've seen it. In oh, the, you, you can you can cross. You can say the same thing in the NFL with the way that they're doing things. But this in the NBA, the reason why it's so, I think, in your face is because it's an intangible. It's the they're not changing the rules on these guys like the NFL taking cutting out the legs from defenders to, to change the game. These guys are just not bringing it. They're just not bringing it. Yeah, point blank. Analytics has also ruined basketball in the three-point shot and the spacing and all that bullshit. Yeah. So, Ray, Ray, when LeBron retires, what helped change the philosophy of the league? Tatum has come out and said that he doesn't believe in rest days and also came out in an interview with The Athletic that said that he can be the face of the NBA when LeBron is gone. Uh, can Tatum save the NBA? I do think you have uh, – uh, we've talked about this a little bit – a little bit of a shift in some of these younger guys. Uh, Anthony Edwards – is keen on you know i'll i'll snip step here and say competition uh but non-rest days tatum is very vocal on it um not taking um you know those those labor days so maybe there is a, a youth movement of of guys that feel differently um but that doesn't mean they're tough <laughs> and they're gonna go in there and no, absolutely uh, yeah. not. But I'm just I, saying, like, do they need to change a philosophy, a new voice in the league? Like, LeBron's been doing this for what 20 years now. Like, does they I need think a Le new I th sorry, I, I think LeBron is not much anymore. I, I mean, he, this is as little, and I don't watch a ton of ESPN anymore. I'm sure they cover the shit out of LeBron, but it's not LeBron's league, in my opinion. L like, the Lakers blow and he's not making an impact like he did even a couple years ago. It is Steph's league, certainly more than LeBron, but you know, there's a ton of individual talent that I think is showcased in the NBA and Tatum certainly right up there at the top. Um, but I don't, I, I, I mean, I think if you're asking for the answer, I don't think it's LeBron leaving. I think they have to start adjusting the roles in game to move the game back away from the three point line, um, somehow incentivize uh, low post play, um, stop the flopping, like get to your officials that allow some physicality, just tweak the rules a little bit that make the game more physical. <laughs> if you make it more physical, you will create enemies and you will get more competitiveness. That's yeah, human but, nature. They but need you to think the players just one-on-one -on -one competition in within the game. Say that again, but right. They, they need to, like to your point, when, when I watch basketball games, all, all I see is a passing and shooting competition. It's there. There isn't the actual one-on-one -on -one athletic competition that, that takes place. Whereas you're competing for position, different types of other, you know, pick and rolls. Any, they don't do it. It's just, they just pass the ball around, shoot a three, then they run back and they do it again. Yeah. 
And what I'd like to see is someone zag while everyone's zigging. So you've got an entire league that is built on big wings that shoot threes. So defense is switching everything that doesn't allow for what you just said, Bobby, one-on-one competition. Can someone tell Joel Embiid to stop shooting threes with his seven-foot-three, 300-pound frame and just start owning the paint and zag this game back you know, from a three-point contest? Like, we've seen in the NFL when when – when a trend goes this way, the next great team does something a little bit different to to beat and that competition. That yeah. The NBA that's seems a new trend. Like, like everybody saw the Splash Brothers and and uh, you know with the Warriors and tried to do that, and nobody's Stephen Clay, so it's not going to work. Somebody just go get a big ass fucking like Jokic is the next closest thing that you that you can. But he still shoots threes. He still shoots threes. He still goes. He has an outside game. He's still the modern big. Hmm. That's the mod. Yeah. That that is the big though. That's the that's what everyone in the NBA wants is a big who can shoot the three outside and maybe you have a nice inside game. Yeah, that's why the Celtics got Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like give me a Duncan and Robinson combo like that just dominate the paint. Quinn Towers, baby. Give me a yeah. team. Fucking Hakeem had that fucking Hakeem shake, the dream shake. Oh, fuck. Dream, that was, Hakeem, that was the best. It's just more It's just more entertaining. Watching the Celtics is ignoziating. Charles Oakley. Boring. Okay? That's what I want. A big cunt. <laughs> Give me Charles Oakley, uh, Antonio Davis. Who are some more of those uh, the power four, the, the fours that came in just to foul and rebound? Rodman. Yeah. Remember Rodman? Rodman, Rodman was, yeah. Rodman was the perfect. He couldn't guys. fucking make a basket for like the life of him. But yeah, but Rodman's a goddamn Hall of Famer. He's averaged like 40 rebounds uh, a game. The the Charles Oakleys of the league were like, like they were the enforcers in hockey. Just like the, the Go out there punks, and foul, the make coming make off. Them, and, yeah. <laughs> they were the Greg Greasons of the NBA. In six minutes, they had six fouls, no points. <laughs> but pissed the other team off so much that it threw them yeah, off their game. Threw the other team <laughs> just smelled on the anyway. court, just reeked yeah. of just, uh, just foulness. Fucking fury. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in a in a word, physicality. Or in another yeah. word, just what how did you put it right just a second ago? What do what do you need? Cuntiness. There you go. Some a uh, couple of big cunts to come into the league and really Raymond Landrevin making his NBA debut. I remember well, when Mark Chamberlain coach. I remember when Mark Chamberlain maybe coach. He goes, "Hey, you're an asshole. Go piss this guy <laughs> off. I don't care if you foul out. Just do it." I'm like, "Okay." And I pissed the guy off, got fouled out, and that was a span of five minutes. I'm like, "Thank you. I'll be sitting down now." <laughs> yeah, we lost that game by thirty. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of cuntiness, let's throw over the headlines with the obvious one. Uh, Richard, thank you. Oh, you're doing it live, are you? I have to do it live because you demanded it. So thank you there, Richard. Okay, uh, you're going to put yourself like you're going to make a watch us while you read or. Thank you, Richard. You turn on the music a little bit. Music's pretty loud. We're not going to be able to hear it. So that's what I asked you earlier in the show, but you didn't listen. So it the NBA All-Star Weekend. Was not this. Oh. Hold on a second, Rich. Hold on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the NBA All Star Weekend has come and gone with the East beating the West 211 to 186, and what are many are calling a defensive masterpiece. Just kidding. Adam Silver was pissed about the lack of effort by the players. Celtics are back in action uh, against the Bulls Thursday night as we record. Bruins snapped their losing streak Monday against the Dallas Stars in a 10 round shootout 
They followed that up with a 6-5 overtime win against the Oilers. That is very loud, so I'm going to turn that down even more because Rich was wrong. Uh, they followed that up with a 6-5 overtime win against the Oilers. Next up for the Bruins is the Cal- Calgary Flames as we record. Red Sox newest acquisition is 35-year-old Liam Hendricks, who will not pitch till at least the trade deadline after offseason surgery. Great pickup. And finally, on this day in 1986, despite losing, Boston Red Sox Wade Boggs gets largest arbitration in MLB history with $1.35 million. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. You stop me. Oh, nice fade. Nice fade. Thank you. See how I do that? Now, just to be clear, that was not the same song, nor the same. Oh, uh, fucking Jesus Christ. I didn't see all the text messages. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, private chats. I'll read them for you. Hey, that's too loud. Hey, fatty, turn it down. Great pickup. Great job, Ray. Anyway, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna quality check the product before we go on live, I did, you and you said like, that's perfect. You said perfect. That was not the did same. Not? Song, nor was it the same. Goddamn, you played a different song. Oh, so now the songs are different, so the volume's different. Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? What I'm trying to tell you is practice like you play. You're going to throw something with no context and ask me for my opinion. I will give it to you within the context you give it to me. And then you throw a completely different situation that you're looking for help in. It doesn't fit what we were doing. How am I? How is that supposed to? All right. Work? So let me throw this situation out. I have another problem in a situation. you may have. The, not on my mother joke. This is not my mother joke. No, nope. I call you can't do it. My mother joke. <laughs> Nice. Excellent. <laughs> was it going to be a good one? Did I stop a good one? No way it was going to be a good one. It was going to be pretty well, I was going to ask you how many fingers you mobilized. Speaking of fists, the dynasty on Apple TV. Uh, Bobby, this is a uh, docuseries about the New England Patriots, which is the show in which we cover things on the New England Patriots. Uh, if you're looking to catch up on that. Uh, the Dynasty, a highly anticipated documentary on the dynasty of the New England Patriots from 2000 to uh, basically the end. We don't know. It's being released two episodes at a time every Friday. Ray and I have so, watched the first two um, via our text chain. We know that Ray, Helfrey is over, and Ray got a got an erection watching this. You got a, a Patriots boner, especially – when they started to really railroad uh, poor Drew, my guy, poor Drew Bledsoe. Oh, they didn't railroad him. They fucking took a bus. They ran him over, and then they backed it up, and then Ernie Adams got on and said, do it again, motherfuckers, and did it again. <laughs> <laughs> they they send poor Drew to the cleaners, Bobby. And, and Drew Bledsoe's there in it. it. He's yeah. in it. They can't. The he is part. like he doesn't actually. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, he he's does, in it. He does a sit down. It's actually cool. So one of my questions and Ray can answer this where we can talk about it is what well, is it honest too. Yeah. Maybe Bobby can answer it. Is it honest? Well, Bobby can answer this before we move on because this mm. makes this may sway me one way or another. Were you a Bledsoe guy? And then were you a Bledsoe or Brady guy? Like when he was, was a Brady drafted, guy. once it, once it came down, I wanted them to keep Brady. Okay. Playing. Well, uh, before that, uh, <laughs> were you a Bledsoe guy before 
uh, 2000s before Brady. I mean, when he went to the Super I mean, Bowl. He was the only yeah, I mean, so he was really like the only quarterback of the team that I could remember. So I was a fan of his. But then once he had leaved and then the team was succeeding, I wanted them to continue with Brady. So what you're telling me is your level of cynicism started at the age of uh, 1993 because my story and Ray doesn't me and Bill were Bledsoe guy got the jersey Bill hero. And I I know I, 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 I never had a Bledsoe jersey no no never had Bill one. I has a children's story that him and I are writing about fucking your mother. <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that out loud. It was in my head and it came out. I had hey, a little whatever. bit of a double lettuce before we came on the show. Oh, did you? That's why you're a little anyway. groggy tonight. Yeah. Anyway, um, he was a goddamn hero. Okay, Bobby, don't don't don't, don't bring this Wait, fucking. Drew Bledsoe was a goddamn <laughs> bum. He was yes, a bum. Yes. Unbelievable. He blew. He blew. Okay, the hindsight. He gave that job up. He made Tom Brady by being terrible. If he was a competent quarterback, Tom Brady would have been riding the pine. Tom uh, Drew Bledsoe sucked at the end for the Patriots, but he was not a bum. They went to the Super Bowl. He was a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. He was the first not ever hundred million dollar guy. He was the first overall pick. He was not a bum. In, 19, he was in a, 1996, in 1996, yeah, he was, very he was good. That was five he, years later. Five years ben later, and he added 95. Button hook was unstoppable. You sons of bitches. He wasn't he, unstoppable. Mo Lewis fucking video games, him, loser. knocked his shit out, and then Brady came in and turned into Brady. That's God, also said, not true. Which is you said God wrong. Which is why uh, I I uh, I asked the question. Do you think we can start with the Drew Bledsoe because we're on it? But do you think it's portraying the beginning of the dynasty honestly? So what I was surprised with those first two episodes. It's two episodes, two hours out of ten. They're not even. They haven't even got to the second Super Bowl yet. They haven't even got to nope. the second season. It's just that basically. They haven't even got to the Super Bowl yet. They haven't got to Brady's first Super Bowl. They've stopped it on the tuck rule. Yeah, no, yeah, they haven't gone through that. They haven't, even got, they haven't even got the fucking first Super Bowl yet. Basically, you just saw like how it all came into fruition with how Kraft got the team and then how uh, they lured uh, Belichick from the Jets to the Patriots and how basically he did the same thing in Cleveland with Bernie Kosar and how, you know, he was the franchise guy and that uh, Belichick didn't want him anymore. And they said, fuck that. I'm not going to listen to you guys. I'm going to go with what my gut is. And he sat Bernie Kosar. And I guess that was a huge thing in uh, Cleveland back in the day. And Bledsoe and how go, please go. Oh, no, no. no, I'm just going to stop you on the, well, this is my question because I don't think it's look, it's a, it's a, um, it's an entertainment piece, but, the Bernie Kosar decision in Cleveland, the year after, they, they won 11 games, and then they beat the Patriots in the playoffs. It's not mm -hmm. like they he, he got rid of Bernie Kosar and then they went to shit. They kind of went to shit the year after, but Belichick made so many enemies in that town, the Kosar thing came back up when he finally got fired. And oh, by the way, they moved in the middle of the night and stripped that poor city of their football team yeah, to go to Baltimore. Part of the thing was that Belichick was kind of set up to fail because they had already announced that they were going to move, so the whole organization was like in the bag. Yeah, yeah, they hated them. They're they're hanging dummies of Modell and Belichick like in the parking lot, like literal gallows with the mm. dummies hanging. It was brutal. But then they try to equate that to uh, Bledsoe and Brady, and I also don't think that's true because to your point, there were a 
ton of people that were over Bledsoe at that point. Ray, do you have that screenshot of the, of the stats with him and Mac Jones that you sent? Can you uh, find that? talking, and I'll I'll tell you right now. Yeah, the stats are abysmal. Like they're awful. <laughs> this last two years not, of yeah, and, yeah. as a Patriots was really really bad. So that decision for for Belichick, I guess you could certainly call it risky. You're benching a hundred million dollar quarterback because of injury for a kid that looks okay. Basically, that's what Brady looked like when Bledsoe was ready to come back. He looked pretty good. Not, he just looked okay. Well, it was the last 26 uh, starts for Bledsoe, so it's not his full career. Obviously, this is Mac's full career, but Mac had the better record at 8-18, eight and 18, uh, Bledsoe 7-19. and 19. Passing yards, Mac was better, 5,378 to Bledsoe's 5,362. Uh, both had 25 touchdowns in that span. Uh, interceptions, Mac was better, only 24. Bledsoe had 32. Fumble's loss was the big one. Uh, Bledsoe had 14. Mac only had nine. Uh, completion percentage, Mac was better, 65 to Bledsoe's 57. Sacks, Mac was better, 58 to Bledsoe's 83. 83. Just, Jesus. That's crazy. It's the sacks, fumbles, and interceptions. Yeah. Like they, he was just a statue back there. It was. He was. And that's what they said. I, I When. Uh, Ernie Adams comes on pretty much and says he's like a war hog getting ready to get attacked by lions or something like that. I was dying laughing just thinking of you, Rich, because I know you're a Bledsoe fan, but I hated Bledsoe because of that fact that he was just a statue back there. And when Ernie Adams comes back there and says that, I just fucking died laughing. Yeah, I mean, I was a Bledsoe fan, but I, you know, obviously I, you, you can't deny was with how bad he was at the end. Uh, oh, but yeah. the Ernie Adams appearance in that is baller like <laughs> do you want a fucking 30 for 30 on that guy just when he Dude, goes to he's, super road and his fucking you know suburban fucking massachusetts home and he's, he's featured in, in those in, in it a lot actually isn't he in, in those the episodes, second uh, episode he was in there a lot second episode is in it a lot uh, i'll tell you who, who is not in a lot and does not want any fucking part of it bill belichick yeah he obviously yeah is Stonewall. So the they funny part, the funny time. part is they talk about it too, is that like all the players and uh, GMs, whatever, come in, like they walk in from the side and then they sit down and they like adjust themselves. And then Bill Belichick's already sitting there going like he doesn't, you could tell like Rich is saying, he, he does, does not, thing. he does not want to be a part of this at fucking hall. So do you think it, that get, do you think this gets released this year if they didn't fire Brady or uh, sorry, fire Belichick? So the the yeah. whole oh yeah absolutely the last yeah. episodes are the, are the, what they call the end of the dynasty. Yeah. It has to be Belichick leaving, or are they calling the end of the dynasty Brady leaving? I think it's Brady leaving. See, I don't think they release it if they didn't fire Brady. Uh, I heard today well, it's, it's off the book. Belichick, I mean, sorry, I keep doing that. It's off a book, so I think they're just going off the book. True, good point. But I did hear so the today book was already they, written. That's a, that's a good point. The Wicker Sham book. I did hear today no, it's that not Wicker Sham. It's Jeff something or other. No, I did hear today that um, the first um, release of the trailer for this came the day after the Patriots lost in Germany to Indy. Oh, weird! What happened then? <laughs> Basically, Belichick said, "If we don't go win, you're out." Bye bye, so. bye bye, Bill. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how they end it and if. You know, if they're calling the end of the dynasty when Brady left, what a first of all, if that was pre pre written and pre you know 
um, conceived before Belichick was fired. What a burn on Bel- what a burn on Belichick. <laughs> I mean, he has nothing to do now. Whatever. Yeah, uh, that's not true. He has a consulting job at Nebraska. I did see that. He's consulting. Yeah, they're a great program over there in Nebraska. Yep. yep. They're getting better, aren't they? Bobby Bukaki? Yeah. Ah, they're, they're the same. Better. They're just whatever. They're bunch a team. Of, bunch of whats. Yeah. Playing they can't the, get good players to go play line. in Nebraska. They don't want to go there. Uh, anything else from this? Um, from these two first two episodes of, of Dynasty, Ray, you like? No, those? I'm just looking forward to tomorrow when it gets released, the next two episodes, and I can't wait to see the Aaron Hernandez thing. Because if it is going, if they're going to dive deep, that's one subject I can't wait to hear the third on. They pop, are, pop. they are, um, you know, you're getting more than you normally get from, I mean, so uh, for, as an example of that, when the blood, the whole Bledsoe thing is being talked about, Kraft said, I thought Belichick did this team a disservice when he did not put Bledsoe back in to start. That was after the St. Louis game. Brady had like three picks and they lost. And no, he said, pretty much he pretty much said, "I wanted Bledsoe to be the starting quarterback." When yeah, he, he said, there. "I think I want Bledsoe." And Bledsoe went to Kraft, and Kraft said, "I'm with you. I want it to happen too, but that's not going to do any good for the team or for you if I force you back in there. And also, if it blows up in." Belichick's face, then you know we can put the onus on him. So, um, you know, this whole thing is getting approved by Kraft, which always makes me Kraft, go not a meddling owner, not a meddling owner. Kraft, no, always, always playing the right hand there. You know, yep. I'm not going to step in. That'll that'll be bad for business. Um, sorry, figure what I was going to say, but anyway, Ernie Adams stole the show. MVP of the first two episodes oh, for fuck sure. Yeah. With his QBs, huh? The past mm. two QBs he became buddy buddy with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, but come on, Bob. He called Bledsoe his son too. He's like, I treat. I thought he was exactly. one of my sons. Well, just because you play quarterback for him, he's your kid. Grow the fuck I up. Love Mac too. Yeah. How's Jonathan exactly. feel about that? How's Jonathan feel about him calling? He called him his son too. Do you remember that? Jonathan was in no. it, and he was like, <laughs> he treated like he treated him like he was very he quickly too. He was very quick on that episode. He wasn't in there very long. Johnny well, Kraft. Every, nobody they're they're keeping Johnny Kraft in the shadows of this football operation. Him mm-hmm. and Robin Glazer have nothing to do with football. If anyone asks, they have nothing to do with football. Nothing. Speaking of uh, uh the management management down there and the vibes, the vibes we were talking about. Good vibes. Uh, I want to get to the vibes in a second, but the uh, the news from the only news we have of late from the actual team is the recent cuts, which include Lawrence Guy, Trent Brown, and Adrian Phillips. Bobby, good, surprising. What's your opinion? Uh, Adrian Phillips, not surprising because he didn't play defense at all last year. He just played special teams, so I think that was coming. I was a little surprised at Lawrence Guy because he was a starting lineman. He's going to have to be replaced, uh, but who knows? They're probably doing a do defense. Um, so no, I, I wasn't too surprised by it. They're, they're probably going to go youth movement on defense, and they get to save some money. So we'll see what they do with that money. I didn't I didn't think it was, uh, it was too, too surprising. Raymond? Trent Brown had to go. I mean, he was fat out of shape. You could just tell that he just isn't motivated anymore. He wants the money in his hand, and then he'll start trying. But uh, I think he's over the hill right now. I think that was a great release. 
Lawrence Guy is the big one. I mean, obviously, he was the had the most tackles on the team last year, so that was a surprising move, especially two defensive side of the ball moves with Mayo being there. So I wonder what he knows why. I mean, obviously, he knows why he released him, but it would be nice to hear why he wanted to release these guys instead of just us assuming why they released them. So a lot of weird – it's going to be a weird dynamic going into this offseason because there's going to be a lot of moving parts that we just are going to question the whole time. I think they were also, they were probably a couple of leaders on the team, I think from what you'll hear. And I think they might be doing a little bit of a house clean, just get, get all the old guard out and start fresh. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really surprised by anything. Lawrence guy was the leading, leading tackler. You sure about that? He, uh, not the leading, but he was, he had the most, uh, I don't know. Sorry, Rich. Sorry. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love when Ray just fucking says stuff. Uh, no, Lawrence Guy had 38 tackles. Juwan Bentley uh, had... Sorry, Rich. I said sorry, Rich. Fucking close. Uh, it was, which, is what, which is my great point. I don't think Lawrence Guy played a whole lot last year either. He played, I mean, he played an okay amount. They also had a uh, contract issue with Lawrence Guy last year uh, before the season. So, yeah, I think they're going youth movement. Um, these guys, It's not surprising to me. Either one. Adrian Phillips, to your point, didn't play. Trent Brown had to leave. Remember the uh, interview he gave basically right after the season ended and just ripped the team apart. Um, you know, talking about, yeah, he's a prick. Um, so, yeah, I have no problem with any of that. The other guy that is not cut yet that I read would put their cap space up like another $13 million or something. JC, Jack, get that guy out of here. What are you waiting for? Uh, what what are they waiting issues? for? He has mental health issues, guys. Come on. You got to be, uh, you know. They got to bring him into a safe space before they can cut his ass. Well, they got to walk on eggshells on that. They, just... they probably cut the other two players out of respect, so they have the most amount of time to find a new team. They'll wait to cut JC Jackson <laughs> to the very last fucking second, so it fucks him over. I can only hope. Um, franchise tag period has begun. The deadline for that is March 5th. Um, I, in my opinion, there are two options for the Patriots to tag, and really only one. So you got Mike Owenu. Uh, approaching for agency in Hunter Henry. My opinion, it's Henry. The Ooh, franchise really? tag. Well, here, listen to this. The tight end okay. market blows. There are just not very many tight ends out there. There's not very many tackles either, but uh, tight end market is not good. Hunter Henry with Adrian, with uh, Philip Rivers, was a Pro Bowl, borderline all pro tight end, catching touchdowns. His first year with Mac Jones, he had nine touchdowns. He is a top caliber tight end in this league the franchise tag number for that if you give him a good quarterback the franchise tag number for that position is 11 million dollars it's kind of nothing offensive line okay offensive line is all bulked together so there's no tackle and guard and center it's all just offensive line franchise tag it's 18 million so michael winner for 18 or hunter henry for 11 michael winner go on well, you just need to protect the quarterback, whoever that's going to be. If it's going to be a rookie quarterback at three, or you're going to get in a, uh, later in the draft, or a free agent, you need to protect a quarterback that you couldn't do that last year. Uh, like you said before, Richard, I'm not saying that this is my idea. This was your idea all along. You need to start building inside, right. work your way out. I'm just saying. So, yeah, if you can build up start this offensive line, 
But yeah, and speaking of tight ends, your mother's ass is very nice as well. But yeah, if you can build up this offensive line and build out, I mean, you could protect the quarterback. You can make these guys look good. You can get a Gardner Minshew in here. You can get a uh, Baker Mayfield if he can come up here. I mean, that's what you need. You need to protect the quarterback. Ramondre Stevenson, you got to run, 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 run. How are you going to have him open the hole like your mother's ass? You're going to make holes with a goddamn offensive yeah, line right. to make go go straight up the lip. So therefore, you need to build up this offensive line. Michael Winnow would be more important to sign than Hunter Henry. Agree or disagree, Vine? With the mother, uh, first I, with the Kathy, Kathy, uh, the enough, the Ray, the enough. Come on, I'm gonna have to. I can't even beep you on this. You hit your quota, <laughs> you're done for the night. Uh, well, if the question is, uh, tag on, on Wayne or Henry, I, I would rather tag Big Mike. Uh, tight end for me would be more of a position I just punt on this year and just sign some guys that are, um, you know, re-sign Farrell Brown, just have him as part of a committee where you sign, get another two or three guys that are just of that caliber and that you could just pay really cheap to fill out the roster. But I would spend money for the offensive line. I don't know if he's the type of tackle that you want and if you want to pay that much for a guard, but just based off of being a more important position, that's what I would do. God, you sound like Belichick, and you sound so wrong. And Ray, if you don't start banging around on your fucking keyboard and your mic, I am going to rip no. That was me. So I off. so rich. I went to go get another beer, and when I, I came don't down, here. my small frame hit the table next to me, and so I I apologize. I for see. That now you're now that you're not fat anymore and you're skinny, your bones are protruding out and knocking not the shit skinny. into your fat fucking gut. I'm not. What's the word you this is why you idiots are wrong. You idiots are fucking wrong, wrong, wrong. It's about the cap manipulation and money. Eleven million dollars to eighteen is not insignificant. It's another player. It's another player of value. And just because you don't franchise Michael Winner doesn't mean you don't sign him. You can sign him for less for a longer term deal. He's younger than Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry in a one term deal going into his thirties. You still need someone to catch the ball, and you can't punt on tight end, Bobby. You can't punt. On an entire position. Punting on tight end. I'm punting on tight end. They've done that Punk the last several ends. years. You can't do it. Talk talk to me while Mike is sick and punting on tight end. It, you yes. can't do that. He's not he a tight end. He was the receiver that lined up at tight end. He didn't block yeah, he anybody. A slash. He was a slash. Their best receiver is Hunter Henry. You don't look $11 million for a guy that is arguably top six, top seven in his position group is a no-brainer. Michael Winu, Mike is not even close to that number. It's not even close to a top 10. It's be taking money and then, but Philly, it's like what they did in the first free agency. You're taking, you're giving good money to a uh, really good money. Who do you to want? Okay who do you want players. to sign for Mike for who do you want over Hunter Henry? It's, it's not who I, what I would want them to do is just whatever this free agent classy class is, is give it to the talent. If the best talent there, I don't care if it's defensive players or whatever it is, if you're going to pay somebody, give it to the high end talent and then find other ways to draft and bring in the talent on the other side. Not just so you pay, believe Mike just because you need a starting tight end, pay 10 million for any starting tight end you can find. It's that's not just, paying that's, 10, that's my 10 million for any tight end you can find. It's paying tight end 11 million to one of the better tight ends in the league for Hunter Henry. That's and we've talent. seen what Hunter Henry can do. Hunter Henry isn't, he isn't changing. He, he, he's not going to make us better. He was a part of the worst offense in football last year. So why are we going to pay him Michael all that Winner. money to bring him back? When it was the was second best was one of the worst offensive line. No, yeah, I agree. But that's the, just the question was, which one would I rather? And I would rather go offensive line. So I, I'm fine if they both go, be, but I'd, I would rather have, I'd rather pay for an offensive lineman than pay for a tight end. I don't follow logic. I don't agree. I mean, you're going to have to pay for a tight end anyway, unless you're literally just going to put scrub, like literal scrubs, then you're not bettering your team. 
They have a shit ton of money to spend. It's got to go to somebody. They're not. They have to spend money to get the floor. They're gonna spend like fifty million just to get to the floor. There's gonna have to be some positions that they kind of just are gonna field. Like they don't have enough good players to really round out every single position group with like real quality players. There's gonna be a position group that kind of gets looked over. Fine, I'm not gonna work around the circles. But my only point is the question was tag, not sign. Tag. Hunter. Okay, well, you guys are wrong. Uh, the uh, the guys who are not getting tagged, uh, which uh, have come up in Patriots rumors uh, down in Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, neither of them got the tag. They gave it to Antonio Winfield, I think. Um, either way, Baker Mayfield has been rumored to the Patriots. Mike Evans has kind of off and on weirdly been rumored to the Patriots over the last a number of years. Um Oh, so the questions are: Would you want them? Yes. Talk, talk that through me. But here, here's your parameters, and here's why. Here's why it could be possible without tagging them. There's something like fifteen or thirteen dead million of dead money on the books right now with those two guys for bucks. So it's a little bit far fetched to see them signing them after they already. So you're gonna have dead money on them and their contract. That's usually not how it goes with these guys. So. The point is they're probably going to get to the market. Baker Mayfield's probably going to get $30 million a year, if not more. And Mike Evans is probably going to get somewhere to 17 to $19 million a year. So fifth, call it $50 million for those two players for, right. call it, a two- to three-year contract. You in? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect no. bridge quarterback, is it not? And you can still compete on the field. You have Mike Evans, who is... I mean, probably past his prime a little bit by a year or two, but he's still that elite player that you could put out there better than anything you have on this roster right now. You could put him in there, plug him in. Uh, Baker Mayfield, perfect bridge quarterback. You can still draft someone in the second or third round, bring him in to lead this team, hopefully sneak out nine, eight, nine wins maybe. It, it would be a fun product to watch. He has that uh, gumption out there that he could actually go over and he's going to try and he's not going to look like a fool. He can run scramble. So if you put something in front of him with this lineup, I think you could be an eight, nine win team. So yeah, I'd definitely go after Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. So just so we're Mike clear, Bob, go ahead, Bobby. No, okay. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I was all in until, you know, 50 million for an eight or nine win team. Okay. Bobby. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Mike Evans. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's a good player. I mean, it just, it would, Short contract. I mean, he's not going to be a part of the next great Patriots team. He would just be a receiver that you come in to have on the team to have a competent player that is, uh, you know, so that, that way that, like Ray says, they can win some games. That's what he would be for us. But, I mean, Baker Mayfield at that price inhibits us from filling out the entire roster, which we need to do, which I don't think would be beneficial for us. I think you'd get something close to his level of play for – much less than that. Um, the the player I don't have any problem with as as a bridge quarterback, but I don't think that the, for the for the Patriots paying him that money is a good dis- decision. I did. I mean, do it. They have so much money to spend. They need solid quarterback play to get them back to some type of of level of uh, competitiveness. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has proven to be more than just a guy. He, he dragged that Tampa Bay team to the playoffs. He had really excellent performances doing that. He seems like he's grown you up as an NFL motherfucker. So you shit on me because I said they'd win eight, nine games. 
and you said, why would we do that? But now you're saying, yes, sign Baker Mayfield. Well, I don't want Mike Evans. You <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> give me the 30 and take the other 20 to uh, fill out the roster, as Bobby would like to do, with oh, shit-ass okay. tight ends, apparently, because that's that's how we're going to get better. <laughs> at least he's protected, hey, you yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, because the tight end has nothing else to do. They don't, they don't hmm. not, they're not in trouble already blocking. No, Mike Kosicki, bring Mike Kosicki back. Throw him on the fucking end of the line. No, he's, a bum. he's a bum. He's not Idiot. a tight end, as Bobby already said. He's a fucking wide receiver who lines up as a tight end. Thank you, you guys, we really listen how to Bobby. Bad. Fucking Richard doesn't listen. I don't really like Bobby's opinions tonight, so I'm getting angry. You realize how bad <laughs> the quarter, fucking quarterback market is? Like, the, just the entire NFL, how bad quarterbacks are? Baker Mayfield's like a top seven quarterback in the goddamn league right now. I know. It's He's, disgusting. It's filthy. It's vile, and I hate it, and I am I won't be a part of it. I won't. Well, whatever. Take your fucking Jacoby Brissett's and your shit-ass tight ends and go to fucking Indianapolis or whatever where you'll be respected. I don't want that shit. We're vibing here in New England, okay? We're goddamn vibing. Do we talk about that yet? We talk about the Patriots coaches press conference. Other than you my briefly brought it up in briefly, your opening take. Briefly okay, well, it. I know we all hate this. So, Bobby, get a, get back on my uh, good graces here. Can you please shit on Gerard Mayo and his 17 new coaches and how the only thing they have to fucking talk about is how they want everyone to get along and play for each other and good vibes down there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, Gerard, Gerard Mayo's collaboration tour continues. He also, again, he he has still yet to discuss anything football. Uh, all they've done, the coaches have had like this meet and greet where they they met with the uh, the personnel staff and uh, with other Patriots uh, players. Where basically it was like a show about how unbelichickian they are. Uh, all all their coaches. I mean, eventually, still at one point, maybe. They will discuss a football plan, but it isn't happening anytime. Drud Mayo said two or three times, I'm not talking about X and, X's and O's. When asked knows them. specifically about it, we're not talking. He was asked, did you hire Alex Van Pelt because of the way his offense performed against your defense? And he said, uh, I don't know, kind of, maybe. We thought about it a little bit, but we're not talking X's and O's. Uh, Vin Pelt's a real good guy. He's a character guy. He's a good communicator. Uh, you know, uh, Actually, AVP is what he calls him now. So we got Thunder and AVP, Alex Van Pelt. Everyone's got a fucking nickname down there. It's, it's going to drive me crazy. We'll see how those goddamn vibes go when they're one and six and uh, Baker Mayfield's getting shit kicked out of him because he's throwing to Mike Kosicki. Ray, what do you think of the protected. vibes? No, at least he's protected because he's going to have a nice offensive line in front of him when Michael Wenu gets uh, franchise tagged. Well, yeah, what do be... I think of a vibe? I think this is going to be a four and maybe a five-win team because this team is just being run by a guy who doesn't have the experience, who doesn't belong in the coaching uh, carousel, who got this job because Kraft fucking pulled the trigger way too fast and wanted to get rid of Belichick. Uh, I think Mayo's way over his head, and the guys, the 17 coaches that he has underneath him, are also guys that don't belong in those positions and are just there because of this is too soon and Belichick should have been here a fucking another year or two and then Mayo should have got the changing of the guard and the coach's whistle. But now we're just going way too fast because Kraft's trying to save face. So I think the vibe's going to be terrible come midseason. He started the press conference off with, I think it's really important for me and my coaches to have a great relationship with you, the media. Since when? Who gives a shit? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Did they win games? Did the... Like, fuck you, Bill. 
Yeah, does the yeah. media win games? No, it doesn't. You fucking go out there and have X's and O's. And we want to know your philosophy. What kind of game plan are you going to run? Are you going to be running an Alex Van Pelt? We're going to run the ball so we can make it to the Super Bowl, or are you going to have a fucking West Coast offense where you got to throw the ball and have all the schemes and the like? Uh, uh, they don't know yet, gotta... Rick. No, they don't know anything. They don't know anything their right now. Is so clean right now that they're going to uh, wait to see what free agency brings them and then make a decision. It, a, the, a, the, the only it's the only plausible explanation is. They they aren't tied to a single player on that roster, and they're basically once they after the draft and once they see the team that they actually have, then they'll come up with a fucking scheme. That is what they're doing. That's so fucking bad. What organization have you ever I mean, seen do that that has that succeeded? That's actually done something. That this is fucking nothing that you ever seen. I th- put it this way. I I bet that that's been done before. They're just the first fucking ones to say that that's what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, you know when it was True. done when Brady kicked when Belichick kicked Brady out of town and waited for Cam Newton's scraps to come rolling into the Foxborough to run the offense. They're following the Belichick playbook, but they're telling the media about it, which Belichick didn't do. Yeah, and not to mention, like he should know better. He's played his own. He's only knows New England. You want to get nice with the New England media? Their whole job is to tear you the fuck down. It's not going to work. Then they're just going to make fun of you for being a big fucking wussy. Yeah. Wait, wussy. watch, watch how quickly this guy turns into Joe Mazzula. Watch how quickly this guy becomes. Oh, defense. Wow. Oh, don't do it. Richard. Well done. Well done. Watch, watch him, watch him defend his decisions based on the analytics. The nerds bring to him. Does and Mayo the... have a history of hitting women. <laughs> or is that just Missoula? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think good. so. That's good. No, so his character, has, Mayo's character is is uh, untouched. Yeah, it's All impeccable. Right. He worked okay. in the corporate world, don't you know? Have you heard that yet? That's true. That's true. That doesn't mean a lot. I work in the corporate world, and I'm a yeah. cunt. Yeah, ditto. And you're <laughs> exactly. The, ass, Bobby. the stuff that he says, I'm like, I say that shit all day long, and I am bullshitting my ass off all day yeah. long. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, <laughs> I know I get so good. Uh, you, you get really good at it. You get you yeah, yeah. No, I'm very good at it. They, but they just know they're, they're like, yeah. You are very good. I'm at also it. not a football coach. Yeah. I mean, apparently you could have been. Both of you. Yeah. You could have been. Still got time. Still got time. Yeah. Mm. Um I just really? gotta get in with thunder. Mm. Just gonna lay down the thunder. Clap, clap. Is Mayo younger than Mayo's younger than us now, right? Or is he uh, our mm-hmm. age? I think he's, he's 37. There's yes. slightly. Yeah, maybe maybe our time has passed us by. I told you. It's That's gone. unfortunate. Fuck. Okay. Um, we're gonna do a quick break. Oh. Should we bitch about the should we keep the bitch fest going about the Red Sox and then save sports or or vice versa? It's up to you. Dealer's choice. Well, I asked you for a reason. You want to step up and make a goddamn decision? You want to join the curb? I like to go Red Sox. Here? I like to go to Red Sox. Okay, quick break, and uh, we're going to talk a little Red Sox right after this. Uh, thanks to uh, Dr. Big Mac's big brain decision making. I was told I'd be informed on why the Queen is the Queen. Oh, you're right. Uh, that was really a uh, perfect volume for that break, Ray, on that song. 
Could last a little longer. Generally, you want to go about 15 seconds there. Raise uh, oh, 15 seconds is a little too long. And your mother doesn't like it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, the queen, who you just saw on screen as our screensaver, uh, our one time. Who might uh, make an appearance next week if he's home on time. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. See, now you're starting to figure out why he's the queen. I can't do Tuesdays. I do Tuesdays. You do Thursdays. I might make it. I might not. We were basically on Queen's time at all times. All whatever time. was scheduled. Uh, I can't start till seven. Uh, oh, I'm ready at five. You guys want to do five? I can't do seven anymore. Uh, yeah. Tuesday's good. Well, actually, Wednesday's probably better. Should we do Wednesday? Uh, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't demand it. It was like a real passive aggressive slide in. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think like seven thirty might work actually better for me tonight as opposed to eight thirty, which we all agreed on. And I'm sure you set your schedule too. <laughs> so we were on the queen's time and that's why we call him the queen <laughs> as the screen says a um, lot of words here uh grammar guru in this red sox mutiny Ooh, thank uh, you. not really parsed out too much should i just read them verbatim no i just i just went on a little tangent that's just uh, i i was tunnel vision i just took everything into one and i just threw it all down no commas, no punctuations, no question marks, no periods. I just threw it all together. Go ahead. Whatever it is will be news to me, so fire away. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to read this. Here's the gist of the Red Sox. Thank God. They, you uh, <laughs> uh, it's just. I asked you to read the email beforehand, and you <laughs> said I did. You didn't. Spring training is here, and it looks like the Red Sox may have a mutiny on its hands after last year's winter weekend that blew up in the owner's face and the fans booing them off the stage this year. They thought taking phones away would solve the booing. Wrong. I don't know what that means. They took phones away? Yeah, they made them, uh, like, so if you go to a con- uh, comedian what, or Is that like show, the AT&T outage? Is that make what that's you, this? <laughs> no, they make you put it in a bag and it's like it locks it up until the thing's over. Like at a comedy show? That's they what I said. Awful. Maybe uh, the fan outrage is at an all-time high in Boston since ownership group refuses to spend money. But now the players and coaches are getting involved. The first, this reads like a comic. The first week the, when the like the savior's coming to say the day. The first week when pitchers and catchers poured to Florida, Alex, Alex Cora was asked about the potential of him being here next year, and he didn't give a typical answer. Instead, he said, "I don't want to be doing this for the next for ten more seasons." Then he said, "I read Gordiola's book. Who's Gordiola?" Just keep reading. Keep reading. Don't, don't ask questions. He said Gordiola. that when you spend more than five or six years in one place, it can take a toll on you. Who's Gordiola? Uh, your mother's lover. <laughs> if that wasn't like enough, playoffs. now you have your lone star player on the roster, Raphael Devers, with his interpreter, uh, said Tuesday, Everything, everybody in this organization wants to win, but from the fans to the manager and now the star player, there's a huge fuck you to John Henry and the Fenway Sports Group. There's no saving this team while ownership group is here. The Red Sox signing two guys who are injured and won't play the season. Only direction this team is going is to save as much money as possible. The ticket prices also went up this offseason. That that was Ray's synopsis of the Red Sox so far. Also, the guy that I hate the most, <laughs> the second baseman, Dustin Pedroia, also came out and said that ownership should start spending money. This free agency is a joke in that they are not doing it. Do you have the- to stand on a box while he said it because he's like 5'2"? Yes. 
He's called, uh, you can refer to him as Laser Show or Dr. Laser Show, and that's it. Or Pee Wee. Otherwise, otherwise you can keep his name off your fucking mouth. He plays second base. It's like the fucking dumbest position in the... Woo, second base. God bless you, Bobby. (laughs) God bless you. Yeah, Bobby was right field backup. The uh... (laughs) (laughs) That was a board show, Bobby, probably. (laughs) It was left field, you asshole. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was right field. (laughs) Because <laughs> you suck. The uh, <laughs> the overall sentiment here is the tides are turning on Mr. John Henry. Uh, we understand. <laughs> Sam Kennedy came out, uh, president of, of Red Sox this week, and said that there were parameters set on Craig Breslow, uh, financial uh, parameters. Uh, he said that uh, the questions in the uh, – anger about the team not spending is justified he said that out loud um basically admitting that they're not trying to sign anybody then the first day of camp to raise point here in his nice soliloquy uh rafael devers your only star a day one of a 10-year 310 million dollar contract uh comes out and slams the ownership that's not normal that doesn't just happen all the time um, and it was through an interpreter. And based on what I was listening to today, the interpreter <laughs> did not give the whole story. <laughs> Basically, Rafael Devers motherfucked the Red Sox up and down. And the interpreter was like, uh, baseball's not very good for Rafael in Buff- Boston right now. He likes a different change, please. But Rafael yeah, was like, fuck no this bueno. team. Yeah, baseball, no bueno in Boston right now. Uh, so yeah, Devers speaking out. You have Alex Cora, uh, not so subtly talking about this team is not good. Not everybody can be the Dodgers, I think was his exact quote. You have the president of operations uh, in baseball for the Red Sox saying parameters were sent from up above from team ownership. You had Tom Warner and the fall saying that we're going full throttle, how to back off of that. So you've got uh, big time players in this organization lining up against the decision not to spend when everybody knew that they needed to spend and should spend their $40 million under the luxury tax and their team's worth 5 billion. And we all know the Fenway sports group is building their portfolio with the penguins and Liverpool and the PGA tour and want to buy an NBA team in Las Vegas. We all get what's happening. And John Henry has buried his head in the sand since 2021 is the last time he spoke publicly. And, in my opinion, right, this is good. This is a good thing because the pressure is finally starting to be applied on the top of the food chain, which is John Henry. It's being applied by your $300 million player. It's being applied by your manager. It's being applied by your president of baseball operations. They're not carrying his water anymore for uh, not spending money in, in the way that they should. No, I totally agree. I want this to happen. It's, this is the backlash you need for them to maybe get the kick in the ass to go out there and start spending money like they used to. Uh, you get former players. You got your star player, your only star player, Rafael Devers, going out there pretty much saying, you know, uh, this offseason was a joke. You guys didn't help the team at all. You guys didn't spend the money like we need to. There's so many holes in this uh, roster right now that we're not going to be a competitive team. We're going to be last again in the ALE. So, Maybe this is the wake-up call that the ownership group needs is to hear former players like Pedroia. Uh, Ortiz has also been vocal about this. So it's a very refreshing to hear that not only the fans are having a backlash, but now players and former players also. Sound like a bunch of losers. They're all a bunch of whiny babies that aren't getting what they want. That's what it sounds like. 
They are baseball players. Uh, it's also not going to work. John Henry doesn't give a shit. So uh, oh, buckle up. Uh, do you think? Do you think he's dead? Do you think that's why you haven't heard from him since 2021? Could be definitely a dead on the inside. That, that could be a spirit walk. But Bobby, do some deep dive for next week since Rich won't be here. He does look skeletally skeletony. He looks like he could die at any moment. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. Fingers crossed. Uh, I don't mean that. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Hmm. It's for you to find hmm. out. Uh, all right. Uh, quick break. Uh, actually, do you have afternoon delight keyed up, or do we have another afternoon delight? Thank you, Raymond. And uh, we're going to save sports after this. After all this bitching, we're finally going to save sports. <laughs> that was a nice that picture. Was a pole with you at the bottom. Phenomenal. Oh, weird. What does that? What does that represent? Totem pole of dumb. Um, you are Wait. the bottom of it. Thank you. The base. The base. The bottom Ew. of the pole of dumb. And. Case in point, it was a really perfect time because I asked for Afternoon Delight, and you said, yep, I got it, and then you played that. <laughs> I, I told you. Do you don't remember our text exchange where I said, there's all Buffalo 40 music tonight. Oh, that includes the movie clip? Yeah, because it gets it gets blocked. YouTube's so stupid. It is stupid. I agree. Fucking Chinese. <laughs> okay, take it easy, Clinton Bigsby. We don't need... That's going to get us blocked. Keep going on that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm going to save sports in one in one very in one swoop. One big, massive swoop across uh, professional sports, uh, specifically uh, American professional sports, especially the big four, really the big three. Talking NBA, talking MLB, talking the NFL. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to double the entire league Entire size of the league. 32 teams, now are 64. Like that math? Suck it. There are now 64 teams. We're going to introduce relegation. Yes. So you who can does take that? those. Wait, who does that real quick? Just so you, before you save sports. Who does relegation? Uh, Bobby and I do it generally on Tuesday nights. Ah, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> relegation comes into play. You've got 32 teams to work for. You want to split that into two uh, tiers. You got a low A, high A type of situation. You can, uh, to your point, uh, European Soccer League, that thing. Uh, welcome to Wrexham. If anyone watched that, uh, that you understand how soccer works because no one actually watches it because it's stupid. Uh, you can tear yourself up through relegation back into the major leagues. But here's the key point. Now, and this goes back to the all-star conversation we had about the NBA. You take that revenue. There's no additional revenue. If it is, it's very minimal from these shitty little podunk uh, lower lower league teams. And you split it across the board. So you re-economize all of your major sports because money fuck, is the root of all evil. And it's that is what is ruining professional sports and the capitalism that is taking place. Jalen Brown makes $300 million. And you got that guy and then you got rookies. And that's Basically, how professional sports have, have has evolved in the NFL, NBA, and MLB, uh, especially. So, to say it one more time, we're going to take these leagues, we're going to double them in size, we're going to create lower leagues, 
the, with the bottom half. We're going to introduce relegation. The last whatever number of teams, two, four, five, whatever. You get relegated. But importantly, the most important part, we're going to take all of that revenue, spread it across the board, so Jalen Brown can no longer make $300 million. The money's uh, economized across the board, and you bring in a little bit more competitiveness because not everybody's worrying about the next $300 million contract they're going to get. It's more important to win. And you've got guys that are coming in the league that actually give a shit instead of just wanting the contracts. Or I'd do it. Will it work? No. No. Oh, fuck no. I mean, no. Tell me why. About not diluting the product. You don't want the product diluted. Then you can't double. You, you'd be diluting the product by having that many new teams. Because what kind of players are you going to talk about now? Like, who's yeah. going to be on this? You're going to be all the same team. goddamn players in the NBA. They're still the same players that are there. You just take half their fucking money away, and then you give 32 other cities teams. So you got lower, uh, you got minor leagues. You got, it's just like minor league baseball. Minor league, the MLB is not diluted because you have minor league baseball. It's just the lower, uh, it's just the, the lower um, uh, skilled players playing the minor leagues. And sometimes you find some diamonds in the rough. I and like you your idea, money. but instead of doubling the size of the league, you just Triple take it, the you're NBA. Right. And then you cut down the le- the the league size in the NBA from thirty two teams. No, no, to, no, 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 no! You're missing the whole the point, 20, Bobby. It's the money. It's the money. Now you're doubling like, these like people's money. Did. They give up. They no, give no, up. No, 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 no! You're still taking your idea about the money, but what you're doing is you you, you decrease the league. You make it more of a, make each more of these contracts that you get in the NBA, the NBA harder to get to. And also, it's less games. So all of the games that you play, it's more appointment viewing. In the NBA, it's it's just like the NFL. They only play it on two days out of the week. It's like every NBA game is on like a Wednesday and a, and a Saturday night, something like that. So you know exactly when to see it because we got so much other shit going on that we don't even know when these games are for random Tuesday night games in Milwaukee. So uh, make the league smaller and make it more appointment viewing, make it more to drive competitive. That's why less games. Each game means more kind of more like the NFL, each game you need. I'm okay with less games, but the less teams is diluting the point of less money. Money is I the root. Bo- money I is the Bobby's right there. You don't, why would you have 64 What's teams? He- why would you just do 20 teams like the top echelon? And then you have those 12 <laughs> shipback teams who are in the minor leagues. You win that division. Then you can come up. The lower team in the twenty team division goes down. So now you, these twelve. Are you teams not are listening? Good. I don't know if I'm. If I'm, am I, is this on? Is this on? The maroon of competitiveness. Fucking evil is money. It's not the amount of teams or the amount of games they play. It's the money they make. You no, I take agree that with you. money and split it in half. But do you think Scrooge McDuck's going to want to fucking divide that money? Why are you- we're not talking about whether it's uh, possible or not. We're talking about whether it will work. To um, your no point shit, of competitiveness, no though, the players happen. will be more competitive if there's less positions to be had. So if you cut the, a, th- uh, I don't know what, a fifth of the the jobs out of the league, those players will be much more competitive because they, they, there'll be less jobs to be had. It'll be less of a cushy gig. No, they won't. The top bets won't get just get more money. Well, it's just like you're saying that isn't how you would distribute the money. We're still distributing the money the way we're, that you want to distribute the money. How? There's less people. And those people are getting the money. 
and then you're still having your relegation terms where you're it's there's only 24 so you have the same amount of nba players but now there's only 24 nba teams so now you've knocked out those eight teams and then so now you have whatever it is your other secondary league but instead of having 64 teams now you have like 36 but the nba like is only like 24 teams i like but the, mo the, the money is not spread across 64 teams it's spread across 36 so there's still too much money but if you're also shortening the games, there's going to be less money because there's going to be less TV revenue, less less ticket sales, less of all these other things. So it's act, it, it, that, that's you're, that you're kind really of that so the, the percentages that the players would receive is still kind of like a similar. So thing. now what? So your 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 goal for the your trick to saving sports is to just literally take their money away, just literally make them take the decision of we're just you're just don't get enough, you just don't get any more. You just did not you take it away, but if you're gonna if you you're gonna said, do that, less that's revenue kind of because we're gonna work. cut the games down, so you're gonna get less TV revenue. Well, you would have to just because there's less of a product. Yeah, but in doing that, then you're creating more scarcity, so that there's there's more of a urgency to watch and more of an urgency to win. Nope. 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 You guys' opinions suck tonight. You really get a team. You get a team. You get a team. You get a team. I think Bobby right. and our, our our fucking opinions are spot right. on. You Yours. fucking sports you junkie. You don't want. I don't like Rich's opinions today. I really don't fucking you like don't, his ideas. You, you don't want two more uh, uh, lower NBA quality uh, leagues to watch where that you can you climb bitch up. about the quality of the NBA now. You you fucking bitch about the quality of the players in the NBA right now. And now you, no, and no, all that is full of fucking stars. I just said that in this show. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about your dumb, fat, skinny ass that wants to ingest sports constantly and bet on shit while you're jerking off to Fortnite. I'm not talking about me. I'm not going to watch shit ass. I can't jerk off to Fortnite. I have to have two hands, fucking thumbs going. Yeah. I don't play video games because I'm not a loser. I, I think the quality of the play, the players aren't the quality that you need. If you add 64 teams, if you had 32 more teams, the quality, the quality of the players. The, the NBA players don't leave. You just give an opportunity. The whole point is you take the pool of money that you have right now and divide it in half because the root of the evil is the money. So fine. I fine, agree Bob. with you. you. We just have a disagreement on how we're limiting the money. Good fucking luck. It's not going to happen. Double it. Cut it. No, no, no. Bobby, just do this. Just like Ray's cutting his body down and he's more efficient afterwards. Slim that league, baby. I, I like Bobby's idea, but for Rich's sake, Rich, great idea. I love it. That's how you're going to save sports. Thank you, Ray. God. It's mm. all fucking. I was looking to tell you. I know. Simplest minds of the week, right after this. Oh, back to school. Back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. But I will say, I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, I do have family members with Down syndrome. <laughs> it almost got me up. <laughs> I dodged it, but it nicked me. It nicked me. Bit of a daywalker myself. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Thank you, Raymond. Uh, Simplest Minds of the Week, we have two candidates. When you sent this first one, a headline, Bizarre Footage Shows Cop Open Fire After Mistaking Acorn for Gunshots, it wouldn't play, so I haven't watched it. Does anyone want to describe you, this? You couldn't see it? Uh, Bobby, Bobby no, will describe it because Bobby's the one that found it. Oh, my God. Hey, Ray, did you see now. it? 
I did. It's been oh, all over fantastic. the interwebs. I have yeah, time no, to watch it, that it guy's like stuff. It was like a viral thing. Yeah, it wasn't even just like some yeah. like simple like offbeat thing. Basically what happened, like the video is it's like a cop walking away from like a traffic stop and he's looking back at the car. You could see with like his body cam. And then, so I guess this acorn falls and he thinks it's a, like a gunshot. So in his cop car is the suspect who they've already detained. And then he just, he's like, whoa. And he just fucking starts unloading his clip at the, at the car. And then afterwards there's like a conversation where also the partner starts shooting at the car. And then he's like, whoa, dude, are you good? And he's like, yeah, man, a little weird, but, but good. And then also he's yelling, I'm hit, I'm hit. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm actually watching it now. It's work. Worked on my computer. Didn't work on my phone. Um, also, oh, do you have AT and T? Do you have AT and T? Is that why? No, we got hacked. We got. We all got hacked today. I guess so. Thanks, China. Uh, Russia. All right, I won't watch the whole thing. I saw the first part. We just ducked and rolled out of nowhere. <laughs> Start fucking unloading. Yeah, well, he the, the guy in the car like ten times. Did the guy? Did the guy get hit? Yes, he got hit once. I think. Did he die? No, but he's going to be a millionaire now. Yeah. Where was this? It has to be Florida, right? It is Florida. Mm -hmm. yep. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's a good candidate. Flo oh, there you go. Shocking body camera footage released this week shows a Florida cop's dangerous overreaction. Danger overreaction. It was a drop, rolled, and unloaded an entire clip from his pistol in the direction of a restrained suspect after mistaking an acorn falling on his patrol car for a gunshot. Jesse Hernandez of Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office in Florida Panhandle resigned a month after the incident as his superiors ultimately determined his use of force was not objectively reasonable. Good for you guys. <laughs> Hernandez partner Sergeant Beth Roberts emerges and opens fire herself after confirming with Hernandez that someone shot at him, making the situation all more baffling. Hernandez, while firing 18 shots, was grunting, yelled out to his partner, I'm hit. Oh, I'm hit. <laughs> Moments later, the footage shows he's crawled to cover and he claims that he's been shot through the car. Then li likely realizing that he's never shot at all, he tells a frantic Roberts, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. He later adds, it might have hit my vest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fucking idiot. What a fucking idiot. Okay, nice one. Nice one. Uh, the other candidate we have here is a classic New York Post. Like uh, that from, from one Ray here uh, presented it. The headline is, "Come on, post so many pop up ads in the post." Yeah, so that's that's how they make their money. That's how they Stop. make their money. You have to. You have to uh, God, I can't. It doesn't even keep it in front of me. New York City men paying plastic surgeons five thousand dollars for quote almond shaped nipples, like David Beckham's, a growing trend. Now he has very nice nipples. I looked; he has nice nipples, but to pay five thousand dollars to get those, I have those. <laughs> I wouldn't call those. Uh, Hold on. I wouldn't call those. Yeah, can you bring it? I can't. Wait, I can't see Ray. Can you make it? Can you yep, bring well, it closer? Yep, closer, oh. please. That yeah, yeah. Okay. That's not an almond. No. It's but it's like very a, hard though. Is it always is is it always of that firmness? Yes, all the time. Winter, summer, spring, fall. My nipples are always hard. Nice. Mm. For y'all. 
I was looking for a rhyme at the end of that. It didn't look like a um like a nut. It looked more like a like a pea with uh with with you talking about burn. my nipple still? You still yeah, your about nipple, my nipple. Your nipple looks like a frozen pea with with freezer burn. That's what it looks like. <laughs> so now, you're were you about, you're, no no wait, you're talking about a frozen like a bag of peas? You're like talking a bag about of pea, a little, one a of them. Pea. But it's got like Just that cuz they're very there's uh, oddly a lot of white on your nipple. Like it's uh, like it's frostbitten. Well, it's it's winter right now. It is, and they protrude. And your mother likes to suck on it. Okay. That's, see, not even not even funny. Bobby, It'd be warm at that point. Bobby laughed, and then he says, "I shoehorn you, motherfucker." Bobby's an easy audience. It's simple mind sports. What the fuck do you want? Yeah, I, I know. I, it's a layup mm-hmm. for me. It, both can be true. He can't understand how to save sports, and he wants to sign bozos for fucking tight Don't end. you fucking know. You fucking lost that one. Take advantage of Bobby's mush brain tonight. Like a grape. People want David Beckham's uh, nipples, Dr. Mark Everett said, a plastic surgeon of Manhattan's Upper Seas Side, told the Daily Mail on Wednesday. Dr. Eli uh, Levine, Levine, who also has a practice in the same swanky neighborhood, says he's now performing the procedure once every two weeks, up from a handful uh, last year. Quote, it's definitely a growing trend, he declared. He declared, saying he's also heard men saying they need their nips to look just like Beckham's. I, I have two questions on this. Nips like, Number one, nips like Beckham. Nips like Beckham. Number one, I'm assuming that the men uh, going into this or uh, they's we are progressive and inclusive on the show. No, we're not. Men, they progressive nor inclusive. Him, him, him's his. Go ahead. Okay. okay. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> I wear, I really like this. Like, uh, I wish uh, time was malleable so we could put Ray in different environments because his brain is so mushy and malleable. Like he works in uh, as a plumber around just fucking. I'm assuming wild, wild animals. No, there's women at my work. There's men. There's women. There's, there's... No, literally the dregs of society. No, fuck there. you guys. Come Some on. of the stuff that he says, like you could tell, like when he's at work and he like he comes out of a conversation with some of these guys, he's like. <laughs> you know, fuck it. Yeah, I would. And then you take him out of that, and you see what kind of person it is. And then you go throw him into some like fucking douchey liberal college scene where he has to like teach these prima donna goddamn college kids who need safe spaces, and see what kind of person he is there with no knowledge of who he was before, and see if that simple brain, simple mind of his would uh acquiesce to his environment first of all if the college kids didn't spit on him immediately and (laughs) and cancel him upon sight that would be a sign yeah like put down that cheeseburger fatty have an almond your nipples look like peas i am allergic i fucking open up to you guys today you sons of bitches and told you i'm allergic to cashews and almonds and you fucking made fun of me i didn't make fun of you i just pointed out that being allergic doesn't mean you don't eat them in exchange for fucking big macs it means you have to have some type of medical reaction to it. And the other point of this too, are you, uh, are you, is this, did you send this? My first initial thought was you sent this article article about almond shaped nipples because you were a little bit intimidated by the almond in itself and your nipples were, are just never going to be, never going to no, be sent, in that shape. No, I sent you this article because it reminded me of your mother's nipples. That's not true. And by the way, 
poor form. Oh, laps. So many laps. Very, your mother has very so nice Elio's pepperoni nipples. So that's why so I fucking sent it to you. So many bad jokes. No, that was fucking great. So many laps. It's, it's not a, a joke. It's a, true. It's a good thing you're on a weight loss journey because you were you're about to sweat after your piss poor mother joke performance tonight. My last. Oh, this is my actual last thought in this David Beckham thing. I'm assuming the uh, men, they, them here, his, hers, walking into this place are fit because it's not David Beckham's nipples that make David Beckham's nipples look great. It's, it's the fact breasts. that he's shredded and yeah. like, one of the most unbelievably like attractive humans the world has ever seen. So, but so, do you think it's like people that look like you walking into that place, Ray, that are asking for nipples that think it's going to change the fucking their game? He kind of looks like Adam Sandler in that movie when he uh, Uncut Gems. Ray looks like Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems right now. A fat sweaty. You Jew. look like fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> And broke back mountain, you fucking, fucking uh, cowboy. Oh, okay. That's a compliment. <laughs> and also, oh no, the other one died. Who's the other guy that died? Uh, Joker. I don't remember his name. I can't remember right. his name. Heath Ledger. He died, though. Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger, yeah. He died, yeah. I was going to say R.I.P., but R.I.P. to Heath Ledger. By the way, Jake Gyllenhaal is a, a nice compliment. And this is also a handsome man. Uh, fat sweaty Jew from uh, yeah. Why don't you guys not, fucking go to fucking much. Montana? Why don't you go to Montana? You two. Okay, this been right some nice sports show. Friday rewind, Thursday night, February twenty second or twenty third. Your choice. See you next time. Sorry. Bye. <laughs>I can see, I can see your uh, two hundred and three pound fupa shaking with your with your fucking nerves right now, Raymond. Thank you, Richard. How are you? Great. Uh, congrats is, on the is rapid that weight loss. Jacket you're using also for weight loss. Is that is like that, one of those things that like keeps the heat in, so you're sweating? So, Bobby, I think you're just jealous that you know I'm starting to shrink down to your size. I'm not jealous at all. I'm. I'm just. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see the fear in your eyes that you know. A lot of nerves. Is, a lot of nerves on the show. A lot of nerves right now. Now you know, I you am know, interested fuck. how accurate Bobby's uh, portrayal in the text chain from that uh, mentally, mentally. Uh, I never got an answer to that. By the way, I never. You never gave us an answer about the, the gay thing either. I mean, about the what? Well, you never taking up the butt, taking up the butt like, Bobby. You didn't have to. It's like, fine. You didn't have to deny it. Neither yeah. uh, don't deny. Don't confirm. It's fine. Uh, but I, I, I am now very curious about Ray's fucking magic drug that's making him drop thirteen pounds in three days. No, I'm not gonna that, tell you. I'm not gonna tell you because you're gonna search it and you're gonna tell me I'm gonna have like some sort of kidney disease or fucking oh, yeah. AIDS or some sort. I'm gonna be like, what? Old-fashioned Adderall. How do you think he's plowing through producer duties? I just read a. Uh, uh, 
a headline that said Johnny Manziel lost 40 pounds purely on a cocaine diet. Cocaine. I saw that. That was on Barstool. I giggled. Was it? Yeah, he's uh, skinny as shit, too. He's skinnier than Bobby. I doubt it. Probably takes I could as many be a pro quarterback. He's up to be too. Well, yeah. You could be probably as much as Johnny Manziel was a pro quarterback. We all could be a pro quarterback because he sucked. <laughs> he I suck. can suck. <laughs> we know can, Bobby. Yeah, we know Bobby. Uh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of sucking, uh, what do you say we start the show, the Simmons Sports Show? Uh, we talked to the